Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Part of a uh, really cool call uh, the other night. Yes. Uh, pastors getting together, political leaders. Yep. And they had on the, the president. The one, the only. The President, President of Trump. the United States. And it's mm-hmm. like, what a great time to pull people together, to sort of cross streams, lead it all yep. together. More important than ever before, the guy heading up this entire thing has also been a friend of ours, been a part of the Reawaken America Tour, Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer. Yay! There he is right there. Well, I want to thank you all for having me on. And I got to say, you're two of my favorite people on the planet, not only for what you do for Christ and the kingdom and the United States of America, but because when I was walking on the side of the road <laughs> in state New York, and I was walking back to my hotel because there was no Ubers, no lifts, no rental cars, I'm walking. And all of a sudden, this... SUV pulls over on the side of the road and you wave me on and you actually gave, I was a hitchhiker and you gave me (laughs) like an hour. So I really love and appreciate you guys uh, for many reasons, but that's one of them. It's a a funny thing. We're we're going down the road. It it was rural, you know, New York, there's cornfields and there's like, you know, all this, this, and you know, have you ever seen somebody famous? One time we're in a restaurant and I was like, God, that guy looks like Dustin Hoffman, but he's shorter. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, it's Dustin Hoffman. You're like, you don't expect it. We're going down the road just talking. I'm like, you know, that homeless guy walking on the side of the road <laughs> bared like a striking resemblance uh, to Jackson, uh, Pastor Jackson Lawmire. I, I think that is. <laughs> he's kind of walking down the road, kind of mumbling to himself, you know, and I've come to find out it was Jackson. He's just praying on a prayer walk. Yeah. Wait, that's not a homeless guy. <laughs> that's Jackson Lawmire. He's actually a global leader. Y- y'all saved me a whole bunch of steps. Jax, I want to draw attention to pastors4trump.com. Now you go F-O-R. You can do the number four. You, you, you probably should have got F-O-U-R just because in Missouri here is a lot of rednecks and they can mess this up That's no true. matter what you try to <laughs> yeah. do. They might even misspell Trump. I don't know. Uh, but pastors4trump.com. You know, it was an interesting thing when he came on the scene in 2016, the embrace of the church mm-hmm. and and people feeling like there was a connection between God's vision for our country and and President Trump being willing to play a role in that and you know it, it's 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 encouraging for me to see what you're heading up here that 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 connection is 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 still there talk to us about pastors for Trump yeah, well, you know, Pastors for Trump is a coalition of pastors from all 50 states. We've got thousands and thousands of pastors uh, that are on board. And, you know, obviously we're behind President Trump for his reelection mm-hmm. in 2024. But we recognize that we serve a purpose that's a very important purpose. You know, the, the phrase is make America great again. And that's our hearts. Is our, everybody wants, if you're an American, you should want America to be great because it enhances the life that we have. It enhances the lives of our children and our grandchildren. But we recognize something that in order to make America great again, first, America has to become godly again. What Mm -hmm. is it that made America great in the first place? It was the foundation that America was built upon. It was the godly principles that our founding fathers established and they laid Mm -hmm. several hundred years ago. And we reap the benefits of our founders putting in place that America is going to be a godly nation. Well, we've become everything but a godly nation. And you can just go through the list of things, whether it is the celebration of death, whether it is Mm -hmm. the mutilation of children. I mean, you can just 
go through yep. the list and I'm preaching to the choir here. So in order to make America great again, we've got to come back and make America godly again. And pastors Ooh. have a role in that. If anybody has yeah. a role in helping make yep. the country godly again, that's pastors. I'm not looking to our political mm-hmm. leaders to make this nation godly again. That's not the role they serve. The role they serve is to uphold the government. And our role as pastors is to spiritually guide and spiritually lead. And so mm-hmm. it's a mutual effort. Unfortunately, what we have seen is pastors have just dropped the ball. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. Pastors have totally dropped the ball, which is the reason that our nation is in the predicament that we are in. And the Bible says that whenever the wicked rule, the people groan. And mm-hmm. right now, Americans are groaning for all kinds of different reasons. And that's because mm-hmm. we have very wicked people leading us. The Bible also says, though, that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. And yes. under the administration of President Donald Trump, there was some rejoicing taking place because yeah. our economy had never been better. Uh, no new wars. Think about it. Peace, which is not something mm-hmm. that we are accustomed to. I mean, if you look no. at the history mm-hmm. of America, it is war after war after war after war. And under a Trump administration, we experience peace. No president has moved the needle for the Christian movement as much as Donald J. Trump. There's been no precedent. Yeah. you got to think about it. You know, we're all pro-life. We all wanted to see abortion come to an end. Mm-hmm. But if we were honest, I don't think any of us actually thought that from a federal level the issue of yeah. abortion would be dealt mm-hmm. with. I, I honestly, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen. It is. Yep, it's a long it's shot. It's so true. It, there's two, there's two sides— there's, yep. there's, yes, praise the Lord. There's two sides. I want to bring up, uh, Stacey has a, a show she does every Wednesday called The Prophetic Report. And it's mm-hmm. like, in our, in our world, we do a lot of like military and military intel, doctors, you know, vaccine stuff. But at the end of the day, what's God doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the prophets saying? What's going on in there? She has a shirt she wears in that, that show about, about how does it go? Uh, it, it says, my tr- tr- Trump is my president, but Jesus is my savior. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and those two things are very important. Mm-hmm. You know, so to the ones I'd have for you is why would these pastors be for Trump and why would Trump want to align with these pastors? What what is the overlap between the two? Sure. Well, I think both stand in the gap between what we would call the godless globalist and the average person. So mm-hmm. we recognize that this is a real spiritual battle. This is a battle between good and evil. And you have very powerful people in very powerful positions that want to eradicate anything there is to do with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They, they hate Christ. That's what they're, mm-hmm. and it's the spirit of Antichrist. Yep. This is the World Economic Forum. This is, you know, you, you can just go through the list and they want to eradicate Western civilization of anything to do with Christianity. And so Donald Trump became kind of a roadblock in the takeover of the Great Reset. And so as pastors, we recognize that there is a real mm-hmm. evil. A lot of people struggle. Are these people really evil? Yes. No, these people mm-hmm. are actually evil people. And Donald Trump was a roadblock. He stood in yep. the way, and you'd hear him say it all the time. Yep. They're not coming after me. This is President Trump. They're not coming after yep. me. They're coming after you. He just happened to be sort of yep. the... In the way. And that sure proved to be true. Yeah, that is so oh, true. Oh my gosh, totally right. And so uh, pastors for Trump, we recognize that this is a real battle that we are in. And President Trump 
we're not looking for a pastor to be the president of the United States. I am not mm-hmm. looking for a pastor to be. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a pastor to be a pastor of a church. That'd be a good start. For a yep. Leader to lead our nation in very troubling. I mean, we are in some terrible times right now, mm-hmm. terrible times. And we need strength. President Trump has a proven track record. It's proven. And uh, he is the only person that is making the statements right now of what he will do upon reelection mm-hmm. that will literally, I mean, you heard him say it the other night, he's going to drain the swamp. Yep. We recognize, I don't think anybody knew how deep and how no. wide mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. many creatures were actually nope. in the swamp. Yes. Because when so I true. heard drain the swamp in 2016, I thought that meant let's get rid of the Democrats. You know, right. the Democrats. <laughs> right. swamp, True. Perfect. Boy, did we no. learn some things. Wow. The, the swamp it's doesn't have a left and right. If you're, in, that's if, true. if you're in Florida in the swamp, you know, no matter where you're at, there's, there's something's going to bite you and kill you. You know, it, it's not like, a oh, this is <laughs> yeah. the safe side and that's the, it's uh-uh. all the swamp. And, is, and we did find out it's Republicans, it's Democrats, and I think the Republicans, we should hold more accountable for where our country is today because we trusted them because they were saying these things, but they were doing other things, yeah, and absolutely. they weren't really standing up for the people that were voting for them. Well, at least with Democrats, you know what you're going to get. They're yep. honest. They just tell you, this is what we, we, we want to kill babies. We want to yep. mutilate children. Yeah. They'll tell you exactly what they want. Republicans is a different story. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll smile at you and stab you in the back simultaneously and then yep. offer up a prayer to Jesus on national television. And that's the thing that I can't stand the most is the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many yes. Republicans they want to wear their faith so loud and so bold. But in reality, it's not faith. It's total fakeness. And yep. we have experienced that. That's why I love Donald Trump. He's not fake. Nope. He's True. totally authentic. He is who he is. And it's that authenticity that has drawn so many people to him because he's not one of the Republicans that is checking the box. I'm a good Christian. Mm-hmm. I got the three, four, five kids. Got the white. That's not yep. who he is. Who he is, and uh, I appreciate yeah. that about him. Mm-hmm. He, he, doesn't, so he doesn't. He doesn't say what will pull well before no. he opens his mouth. Um, I, I want to ask. I want to <laughs> yeah, ask. That's a, why we uh, miss his Twitter so much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> win, win, lose, or draw. People, you like, you never, you never wonder. Like, what does he really think? No. What's he? What, what do you mean by that? If, if you have a question, what he means by he'll say it again. He'll say it again. Um, I, I wanted to ask a pastor this, and, and you're the head of pastors for Trump, so I guess that you're the best one to, to know, and you always shoot straight. When I watch this thing unfold and I see the world that President Trump came from and the kind of people that endorsed him and stood by him, Mike Tyson still doesn't blink, stands right by him. People say, well, I don't know what kind of character Mike Tyson has. He's been in prison and stuff like this. I don't know. My, he hasn't blinked. Uh, that's the world he mm-hmm. came from. You see Herschel Walker. You see, um, you know, so many different people that 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 have stood by him. He came from a world more of entertainment. You know, he built buildings in New York. Mm-hmm. So you got Democrats around. He made his way you know, to work and build and do things. He didn't necessarily come from this like charismatic Christian world, but they they rallied around him, and and there was there was a there was a big push there. Here's my question: Is why? If, I, I can't understand why, through President Trump's eyes, that he would still be leaning into Christian leadership, because I've never seen a group of people scatter like cockroaches when you turn a light on at the first sign of adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, as the pastors did th- around as the pastors, Trump. As the pastors. You look at that. There's some of these famous mm-hmm. photos of the Jensen Franklins and so many people around him. They're all in on, on the Trump train. 
But man, you don't want to find out who your friend is. Look at the other end of a couch when you're moving. Mm-hmm. You know, like who's really there? I don't care what you Facebook says. You might have 5,000 friends on Facebook, but who's, who's on he, the other and, end and, of the couch? And he yeah. pulls well and he rallies and wins. I guarantee that same crowd will be back around again. What is it in him that values God and and the prayers to want to be on a conference call? I was listening to this conference call and I was thinking, he is very willing to overlook the people because he must value what God has in this is what I'm thinking, because I don't know if I wasn't from a world, I moved in and I I had every top rapper in the world come around me and want to hang out. And then they all scattered when something happened. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm kind of out on rappers, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know, or, or any other organization, a bunch of golfers. You know, if I said, I'm not from the golfing world, but I do something, all the golfers are like, hey, I'm all for David White and Flyover Conservatives. And then, then one person says, boo, and they all disappear. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm kind of out on golfers. Golfers are weak, mm-hmm. I think. I think golfers are weak. That's what I would say. You know, why would he still value mm-hmm. the prayer? Because he's on the prayer call. This wasn't a rally. This was, mm-hmm. he valued the prayer. What do you, you, you're closer to him, you know, than about anybody I'll ever meet. So what do you, what do you see in that? Why would he still value this so much? What a great question. Mm-hmm. And what a sad question to have to ask, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that for a moment. The most disloyal group of people are pastors. Mm. I mean, that is so sad. And let me tell you something, though. All these pastors that are totally betraying the president right now, the moment, you can mark my word, the moment he takes back the White House, they will be begging on their hands and feet for access again. Mm-hmm. And that is a sad state of character. You know, loyalty is one of the best character traits anybody can possess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these pastors are no better than Ron DeSantis. You know, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis doesn't become the governor of Florida if Donald Trump doesn't drag him across the finish line. Right. And now yep. you see the absolute character flaw in Ron mm-hmm. DeSantis is this lack of loyalty. And we see that with these pastors. And so that's unfortunate. Many of them, they're uh, well-known mm-hmm. leaders. However, here's what I want to make sure everybody recognizes and understands. The vast majority of evangelical leaders, not the ones that, you know, have a Wikipedia profile, but the vast majority of pastors are right behind President Trump. They, mm-hmm. they see what is taking place. And the vast majority of evangelicals, you know, eight out of 10 evangelicals voted for President Trump in 2016 and 2020. And I'll bet you in 2024, mm-hmm. we're going to hit nine out of 10 evangelicals that are going to vote for President Trump. Now, are some of these leaders? Eh, who knows? Doesn't matter at this point because the evangelical base is behind the president. Now, I'm impressed with President Trump because, to your mm-hmm. point, if you have a specific group of people that completely abandon you and betray you, you're going to look at that group as, yeah, man, these people are weak. We go through a little bit of a firestorm. And one, he delivered to the Christian movement like nobody's ever delivered before. Abortion gets reversed and sent back Mm -hmm. to the States. The embassy in Israel gets moved to Jerusalem. I mean, every president promises they were going to move it to Jerusalem. Trump actually did it. He's the only one. Abraham Accords. Mm -hmm. You can go through... uh, President Trump delivered to the mm-hmm. Christian movement and the Christian agenda. And then the Christian leaders, what do we do? We completely turned our backs on him. And so that's a sad state. You know, Gandhi said, I would have became a Christian if I'd never met one. Unfortunately, mm. Christians tend to do the most disservice uh, to the advancement mm. of the sad. Christian faith. And so I give kudos to President Trump for being able to overlook 
some of the higher standing leaders who have turned their backs on him, but to see the movement as a whole that evangelicals, people of faith, are behind him. And he recognizes that he needs us just Mm -hmm. as we need him as the president of the United States. He needs us praying for him, supporting him. That's why, why would President Trump spend the night of his son's birth, you know, it was Barron's birthday yesterday as well. President Trump came on to a prayer call. I mean, there's no rally. Nope. He came on to a prayer call to have a few pastors pray over him. You know, nothing super significant, no photo op, no nothing like that. It was just, we're going to pray for the president. And uh, now this will encourage you. We had 115,000 people live <laughs> at one moment with us ready to pray for President Trump. I mean, that's substantial. That's encouraging. I, I think he values, he values the prayer more yeah. than, than the polls. Yeah. He values the prayer more I than the people because, that, that. again, it wasn't even a video. Thing. It was just a phone call in to receive prayer. How did that come about, Jackson? So you had this call last night. There was thousands of people on, thousands of pastors. President Trump came on. How did this call even come about? Well, I have to give honor where honor is due, and it's to a woman named Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis of Think Right PR. Uh, she contacted me. Uh, she represents me and pastors for Trump. And uh, it was, I believe it was Sunday, Sunday. She was like, we need to have a, uh, a time of prayer for President Trump. And Come on. Like, yeah, wow. We, we, can, we can make it happen. And so Kristen gets a hold of the Gateway Pundit and all these different organizations. And then we obviously started on our end as well. And, and Clay Clark, who's mutual friends of both of us. Clay, yep. if, you, if anybody knows Clay, he's, he's doing all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And then Mr. Roger Stone uh, is involved in requesting President Trump to come on. And so everything just happened. But, you know, the person who basically came up with the idea, executed the idea, was Kristen Davis of Think Right PR. And I just was all in. I, I didn't really have much of a role other than hosting the uh, the prayer call and having the president on. And so and it getting was to pray for him. Concept. Yeah. And we're, getting we're, to yeah, pray for him. That we'll, was we'll so cool, Jackson. We'll put a Jackson. link to that down below and, and uh, maybe Colton even you know, edit that up and just have that cut. That Because people powerful. need to hear that prayer because you mm-hmm. you nailed it on a lot of fronts. I, I hope the church learns, they can look at, at history and, and even kind of learn from the world. You know, um, there's a story that Robert Kraft was taking a lot of heat, the owner of the, the New England Patriots, taking a lot of heat for his relationship and connection to, to President Trump. And the media was wanting to beat him up and beat him up and beat him up on that. Oh, this must be me. I was like, whose phone is dinging? Uh, heads, heads will roll. Um, somebody's getting fired around here. Oh, wait, it was oh, me. Oh, it's me. Okay. Uh, but Robert Kraft, the owner of the, of the New England Patriots, taking a lot of heat, and, and he said they're wanting him, you know, to basically denounce Trump and Trump's a racist and Trump's all this stuff. And he got he's got years of of, of history there of knowing him. And he said, you know, I don't because I, I put all the politics the politics aside. He goes, he goes, I went through a tough time, and he goes, I was in the darkest moment of my life, and the phones were silent. And you know who reached out to me, Donald Trump, just to see how I was doing and what can I do to help. He goes, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more loyal to a friend like that than I am based on anything that you're going to say. He goes, there's nothing you in the media are going to say to sway me away from somebody who was there for me. It wasn't that he was there for me. It's that he was the only one that was there yeah. for me in that moment. And I'm thinking, man, what a valuable thing that yeah. we could learn and bring in 
to the church. You know, we mm-hmm. like, it's funny, you know, we grew up in the church. I'm flannel glass, Sunday school guy and all this stuff. And it's, you know, we joke about, hey, you know, don't let hypocrites in the church bother you. One more is not going to hurt anything. You know, come on in. And, <laughs> and you know, you, you know, you, you have that, but we, we have that for ourselves and we get it. And people move from church to church and this guy's got a better youth group than this one. And we, that's how we do. But for somebody outside of it to still value it in spite of what he's seen says a lot about Understanding the power of prayer. To value the prayer enough Mm -hmm. to put up with the people. Mm -hmm. And that's all of our challenge. That's everybody's challenge when you're, because there's people there, you know, so it's the deal. He's been through so much in his life, Mm -hmm. uh, especially the last eight years in particular. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you're going through hell, you do recognize the importance and the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's kind of what has happened in his own life. And so, you know, it was an honor to have the president on to pray for him. And it's not a one-time thing. We need to continue to pray for him because you talk about somebody that's got many voices that are trying to sway him this way, sway him that way, presenting this information. Mm -hmm. President Trump needs divine discernment, divine wisdom to be able to sift through all the information that is presented to him. Uh, because you can imagine how difficult that is when you've got that many voices with that many, everyone's got an agenda, right? Everyone has an agenda. And so we need to continue to pray for him that he's going to have the wisdom of the Lord, because that's what our nation needs right now. Our nation needs a leader that fears God, because Mm -hmm. it's the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge. And uh, right now we're lacking an individual who fears God. Joe Biden does not fear God. I can promise Mm -hmm. you that much. And so that's why our nation has gone such astray. And, you know, the Bible is so clear on wicked leaders and righteous leaders. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God is going to put in place uh, Donald Trump to turn the direction of the nation around. People are praying. People are praying. And it's impossible to pray and for something not to happen. Every time we pray, the heavens move and uh, and our our prayers are very powerful. Jackson, thank you for everything that you're doing in highlighting also and bringing these pastors together that are doing the right things, because that's what we need to be celebrating. That's what we need to be looking to, as these are the leaders in our country so that other pastors can follow them. So when people go to pastorsfortrump.com, is there a place that they can uh, donate to also help uh, with this ministry as well? Absolutely. You know, in order to reach more pastors, it takes money. You know, we we it just takes money to reach more and more pastors. And so they can go to Pastors for Trump. They can donate there. Every dollar goes towards advancing the cause of recruiting more pastors on board because you got to think about it. If you get a pastor on board, they help steer their congregation. Their congregation could be 200 people or it could be 2,000 people. And so that's why we're going after pastors because they have such an influence over large masses of people that it's not easy to, or it is very easy to convince Christians to vote for a Republican. That's easy. The hard part is getting Christians to actually turn out and vote. Our voter Mm -hmm. turnout is so bad. And so- that's where pastors can step up from behind the stage and say, get out and vote. That's and right. nine times out of 10, or at least in the previous elections, eight times out of 10, evangelicals are going to vote for President Trump. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly right. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for everything that you're doing to help to save our country, as well as yeah. to be a strong pastor that other can, others can look up to as well. So thank you for everything that you're doing. We really appreciate it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, 
we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.